One day last week, I parked in the largely empty visitor parking section of the Amsterdam at Harborside, a continuing care retirement community in Port Washington. The well-manicured lawn was empty, as was the picturesque gazebo. The lobby was quiet too, other than employees at the entrance desk, who checked my temperature. And then I was waved in. My host was waiting for me. Joan Rausch, checking the fit on a multicolored mask and clutching two copies of The Overlook, the resident newspaper. Rausch is 88 years old. She's a retired director of guidance and college professor and has lived in the Amsterdam for about six years. Her husband died this past June. We met in Indiana, but both of us were from New York, came back here after he got out of the Air Force, and he said he took me to Shangri-La, which was Nassau County, because I had never been there. I I was born and brought up in Brooklyn. Her husband had once felt differently about the Amsterdam, the kind of place you go if it's getting a little hard to climb steps in your old home, which is what happened with him. First time we came over here, Dick said, this is ridiculous. I don't want any part of it. But Rausch convinced him to try again. They asked for a nice apartment, similar to what they had before. They could afford to pay for it. And it's the kind of place where you need to. You have to have a house to sell. Eventually, she says, even her husband Dick came to appreciate their new home. For one thing, there were always people to talk to. So no matter when you come down here, there are always some people here. They'll take the newspaper, they'll read it while they have a muffin and coffee. Sometimes they just want to see other people. There are a lot of people living alone now whose spouses have died. That social activity has ground to a halt now. Only essential visitation is allowed. Food is delivered directly to residents' rooms, Rausch said, and health precautions are being taken. But it does lead to the possibility of loneliness. The April edition of that resident newspaper that Rausch was holding had a lot in it about loneliness. Are you lonely? asked One Piece. It suggested using a TV to play classical music. And then there was an article written by Rausch called You're Never Alone at the Amsterdam. The virus has isolated us to our apartments where we continue to have the necessities, Rausch wrote. And then she asked, but where, oh where, are the people? We're not sure exactly how long this is going to last. But in the meantime, they are making you so comfortable. There's really nothing missing. And and that's pretty much what I said in the article that I wrote, which was, the only thing missing is human beings. I'm Mark Chisano, and this is episode 19 of Life Under Coronavirus. Newsday Opinion's oral history of Long Island during the pandemic. Across New York State, some of the places where COVID-19 hit hardest was wherever older New Yorkers lived. Hundreds have died in nursing homes that have been shut down to the outside public, even to families, with some family members concerned about the lack of personal protective equipment, panicking that they have no idea what's going on inside. The Amsterdam is a relatively high-end retirement community, protected by daily cleanings, according to its website, and outfitted with hand sanitizer stations all around. It hasn't suffered the mass outbreaks of other facilities. The executive director said on Monday that out of a total of around 350 residents, seven have tested positive and are being treated, plus one more who was placed in their skilled nursing facility. Four residents with comorbidities who tested positive for COVID-19 have passed away. Rausch is thankful for the precautions. Some of them are preventative. The people have been asked not to come to the common areas. Everybody is to stay in their apartments. Some of it is just checking up on residents in various ways. 
every morning at nine o'clock, the phone rings, it's a robocall. Just checking to see if you're okay, press any number if you're okay. And if you don't call, uh, uh, press the number, someone calls back immediately. Is everything okay? And if nobody answers the phone, someone is sent up. That's all good, but still a disruption of what life would normally be like for residents, especially in the common areas she walked me through. We saw only a few other people, all masked and heading elsewhere or sitting alone. The card room, home to an elegant pool table, closed. The library, decorated with sculptures and art, empty. People would be sitting around, either reading the newspaper, there would be a class going on, there about... I can't even tell you how many programs go on here, but every Tuesday there's a musical program here, good music, right. um, and uh, we have 100 people come. Uh, Thursday is happy hour. It's apparently quite a happy hour. We sat down six feet away from each other in the room where the happy hour usually takes place. Oh, somebody plays the piano all the time. Really? Yes. And, and a few people will get around and sing, and somebody else will say, why are they making all that noise? I want to talk. <laughs> Roush usually has a glass of Pinot Grigio, but the popular drink is different. The popular drink here is something that I think is absolutely weird. It's Bailey's Irish Cream and Coca-Cola. I cannot think of anything worse. I can't tell you how many people drink that. It's very funny. A sign on the wall listed occupancy at 191 persons. That afternoon, it was just me and Roush. There are a few different ways that she's trying to stay busy. I tore apart my Rolodex and took out all the people that either died or some of them. I looked at the names and I said, this guy was my plumber 30 years ago. I don't need him anymore. That was the first thing. I have completed that. Then I decided I would call people who I always said, oh, this is going to be a very long phone call. I'm not going to make it. And so I called people that I maybe saw once a year normally. Yeah. And we had long visits. So that was like I couldn't do more than one a day. Then there are the calls with her large extended family. Rausch also says she's been happy with the programming that the Amsterdam is doing for residents, including a long list of Zoom classes and activities. There's fitness classes and current events, and also an activity where residents tell each other stories over Zoom. People tell a story in less than five minutes. So it has to deal with them, and it has to be uh, less than five minutes and just something that people would like. And you can bring something to show for it. Did you do one of them? Yes. Well, I told the story of the basketball game. The basketball game story was really a story about her husband, a huge basketball fan who she met when they both went to college in Indiana. Our first date was at a basketball game in Bloomington. Wow. And For the college? Yeah. He had called me in the fall and asked me to go out. I was a freshman. And uh, I said, what are you, crazy? It's finals week. He said, yeah, so? I said, I don't go out during finals week, I study. <laughs> so um, he said, oh, okay, and he hung up. But her future husband was persistent, and six weeks later they did go to a game. It was with Illinois. Illinois was very good that year, was tied at the end of the game. 
So we went into an overtime and it was tied at the end of the first overtime. And at the end of the second overtime, with about three seconds left, Illinois shot a basket and won the game. Wow. wow. So he stood up and ran out like a maniac. He was so upset and forgot me. So I said, hey, I ran after him. I said, you took me here. You're taking me home. That was our first date. She'd been thinking a lot about her husband recently, she said, because she was reading one of his books about basketball coach Bobby Knight. Here in our own blinkered season, she was able to fire up her Mac desktop, enter the life share, reminisce. Roush said she's looking forward to the pandemic being over. I would like to get out a little bit more. She still has her car and typically goes to the library or meets people for lunch, things like that. Others are getting antsy too. Everyone's complaining about their hair going gray because there's no hairdressers. Usually, she said, there's a hair salon on the grounds. It's just one way the Amsterdam can be a little world unto itself from its swimming pool to its dining area, where people gather every night to mingle, change tables, catch up. Some may find that kind of thing stifling, but Rausch feels it's good to have other people around you. One time, she remembered, I got into the elevator one day and there was a woman in the elevator. I said, are you going up or down? She said, it doesn't matter. It seemed to Rausch that the woman was having memory problems. At the Amsterdam, there's dozens of personnel who can check up on someone when they need it, then and now. That sense of community is important to Roush, even if she has to find it in a different way now. I think one of the things that um, this place does for a senior citizen is it keeps them active. Right. It keeps them talking. Uh, nobody sits in their apartment and just fades away. Thanks for listening to Life Under Coronavirus. If you know of someone we should be covering, or if you want to share your own experience about coronavirus in New York, leave us a voicemail with your name and phone number at 631-213-1543. That's 631-213-1543. We may use your message as the basis for a future episode. Once again, I'm Mark Chisano from Newsday Opinion. Amanda Facina is our producer. Stay healthy. See you next time.